The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, what do you think we're going to be doing today? We are putting Mel Gibson and Oksana Grigorieva on the couch, of course. Um, you have to be hiding under a rock to not know that uh, this, these tapes uh, of, that Oksana made, taping Mel on the phone, have been sprouting <laughs> like uh, I don't know what. And today, in fact, there's a new one, a sixth tape, that some are saying uh, could be the most damaging against Mel. But first, let me, uh, let's, uh, before we get to the tapes, let's talk about some background. And I must say that, um, that I am amazed at how, um, people seem to be seeing this in a very lopsided view. I mean, Mel Gibson was not my favorite person, has not been my favorite person ever since 2006 when, um, he was stopped for a DUI and started spewing anti-Semitic remarks. However, <laughs> um, people seem to be seeing him as the monster and not recognizing what part Oksana has been playing in all of this. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. I have some ideas, but it is still so lopsided, it's, it's rather surprising. I mean, on the one hand, one could say that uh, there are a lot of people who he did anger in the past, not only by anti-Semitic remarks, but racist remarks, um, and of course there is this whole um, shadow or the whole, you know, what is what what Oksana is hoping will happen with these uh, tapes is that they will convince the authorities that Mel has physically abused her and their baby, and uh, may, that may be true or it may not. It certainly hasn't been proven, and there. Are, both sides that are saying and, and uh, things to the contrary, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But um, And I certainly, of course, do not condone any domestic violence, any violence whatsoever, for that matter. And if it is true, if it turns out that Mel has um, been violent towards her, of course he should be punished accordingly. However, um, Oksana is not the innocent victim that she is portraying in all of this. I mean, for one thing, um, all you have to do is listen to the tapes. There are six of them now. Let's pick any one. And you will hear how this whole um, taping has been, uh, you know, just a total entrapment in a sense. Um, her voice is so calm and cool 
and she says things that she knows will push his buttons, and she talks in a voice that um, would melt butter. And all the while, she's sitting there recording, uh, recording his conversation. And certainly, at least at the beginning, uh, he did not know that she was doing that. In fact, it seems like during any of them, or we don't really know how many calls this represents. They've been released in these excerpts, but it's hard to know how many ca- different calls they were. Um, they were taped at the beginning of this year, and um, it was basically a setup. And um, what, what uh, you know, what amuses me is, well, I guess nothing is really terribly amusing about this, but um, it's ironic, at least, that um, months ago, I mean, I may have mentioned on the show that I have been working on um, a book that follows my Bad Boys book uh, that came out some years ago, Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. And I have just, over this past year, written Bad Girls, uh, why men love them, and how good girls can learn their secrets. And that will be coming out this fall. And in that book, um, in the chapter that I wrote months ago, before there was any, I had any, or anybody else had any idea of these tapes, um, I included Oksana in the gold digger chapter, the gold digger type of bad boy, the bad boy, bad girl. And indeed, you know, to hear Mel on these tapes and, and to just kind of be an observer yourself, um, it is all the more obvious uh, now than it even was back then. So um, let's, let's look deeper into all of this. Um, first of all, Mel and Oksana have been together for uh, or met approximately three years ago. They had a baby at the end of October. Uh, so she's eight months old, a little girl, and um, they split um, soon after, or certainly around the, this this alleged um, domestic violence incident occurred on January sixth, if it occurred. At least that's when you know what Oksana is referring to, and um, she's talking about she's charged. She's alleging that Mel punched her in the face, damaged her two upper front teeth, um, and also that there was a bruise on the baby, Lucia, who she's claiming, that she's claiming was done by Mel, was that, that he was the one who caused the baby's bruise. Now, of course, the problem with today's tape, the tape that was rele- released today, is that Mel... Um, on, on some of the previous tapes too, when she would, when she would mention something about this incident, he never said, oh, I hit you, you know, in so many words, but he also didn't deny it. So there has been some, um, you know, but, but then one could argue that that was, uh, likely due to, or could have been due to, uh, his wanting to seem macho and his wanting to, um, protect his his sense fading sense of masculinity um, because he has been totally emasculated by Oksana both during their relationship and now of course with the release of these tapes so one could sort of explain those away but um, in today's tape the tape that was released today uh, one of the things he says is I want my child and no one will believe you when she is saying you hit me and you hit her, meaning the baby, when she was in my hands. 
Mel, you're losing your mind. You need medication. So, um, you know, so it gets a little harder to explain what he means with no one will believe you, although, again, that, too, isn't necessarily saying, yes, I did do all of these things. Um, really, what this is, is all about uh, sexual frustration, pure sexual frustration on Mel's part. And what what has been happening um, is that at some point before these tapes, um, Mel said to her, that he was no longer going to support her music career. Oksana is Russian. She um, came, she studied music in Russia and then in the UK, and then she came here, and she is a pianist and a singer. And, um, in fact, that's how they met, because after she had her song um, on an album... She, uh, Oaks, um, Mills Company, as well as other companies, contacted her and wanted to, um, you know, wanted to produce her music. It was in 2006 that she had her break. She had a song in Josh Groban's album. And uh, that's when she started being contacted by, di- by different companies, including Mills. And um, <laughs> where to go? There's so much to talk about. Um, in any case, apparently he has, he says in one of the tapes that he has put $5 million into her music career. And um, when he, he's, he began realizing after she had the baby that she really was not as in love with him as she had led him to believe before they, um, before they at the beginning of their relationship, and, um, you know, when he, in fact, he says uh, that she told him she was a good woman and that she loved him. And he began seeing, I mean, granted, it's a little late, three years too late, but he began seeing that, in fact, she was a gold digger and that she didn't really love him um, in the way that he thought, and she didn't really want to have sex with him uh, to the extent that he, he thought and to the extent that she obviously did at the beginning to seduce him. And as he was realizing all of these things, um, he was becoming increasingly, increasingly frustrated that she wasn't engaging with sex in hi- with him and that um, she was showing her true colors because, in fact, he, he talks about how um, when he said, your career is over, you got out of here in record time. And I'm paraphrasing. I mean, I took notes on these different recordings, but... Um, sometimes with all the expletives and they're talking over each other, it was a little hard to get the exact words, but, but each of the tapes actually repeat the same themes, the themes of his being incre- incredibly sexually frustrated and increasingly sexually frustrated and his um, feeling e- to- totally emasculated by her and feeling as though um, she's abandoning him because, you know, when he said, uh, well, two things. When he said that he wasn't going to support her career anymore, she was out of there. And um, when she had the baby at the end of October, she now had an 18-year meal ticket, so she didn't really need to pretend anymore. And he started, <laughs> better late than never, wising up. And, of course, getting more and more angry um, 
as he was having to face this realization. Now, anger is, uh, or, and even rage, is hurt. Uh, when people are hurt, they, they don't want to make themselves even more vulnerable and tell the other person that they are hurt, so instead they lash out with anger. And the uh, degree of anger that they lash out with is generally proportional to the degree of hurt that they are feeling. And in fact, Mel tells her, um, you hurt me so bad. He, he tells her all of these things. And yet he also, regardless of everything she's done to him, of course now uh, I think it's a different story now that she's released these tapes, but at the beginning of the year when, he was, uh, when they were having these phone calls and she was recording these phone calls, he was telling her that, um, that he, he still wanted her back. You know, there would, he would be saying things, he said, for example, I will give you one more chance. So even though she's done all these things to him, um, he still loves her or he's still uh, in lust with her or obsessed with her or whatever. And he is also hurt not only by what she's done, but by even in spite of that, her threatening to or her actually having... Um, left him, you know, and threatening to abandon him completely. So these are two people, you know, it's so interesting because you have to wonder why or how a man as, um, you know, who is a Hollywood icon, I mean, granted, not not beloved by all because of his racism and and, um, anti-Semitism and so on and other things that he's done, um, but... You, you wonder how a man who has risen so high, at least, and has be, been so successful in certain measures of success, could be taken in um, to this degree by Oksana. But, you know, that was one of the things that I discovered when I was writing my book, Bad Girls, that the men who I interviewed, and I interviewed over 100 men, most of them, if not all of them, were, um, you know, successful in one way or another, were intelligent, certainly, were insightful, at least at this point, when they were telling me about the story. Um, and yet, these women were able to do um, all kinds of terrible things to them, or were able to use them in all kinds of terrible ways. And, um, and, and so, it, it just shows you that even a man is successful and world famous and so on, as Mel Gibson, as an actor, as a producer, as a, as a director... Um, could could be this hornswoggled by a woman like Oksana. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, 
from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today about Mel Gibson and Oksana Grigorieva, who I have put on my couch. Um, I don't think they're sitting there together terribly comfortably. But uh, And I want to repeat the, the line for listeners to call in because if you, um, I'm sure there are some people listening right now who are thinking I am... Uh, uh, making going much too easy on Mel and simply blaming Oksana. I'm not simply blaming Oksana. I'm I'm trying to uh, get a little more balance here in the coverage and to point out just how a woman like Oksana can drive a man crazy. In fact, Mel Mel talks about that. She she's trying to tell him that he's crazy or insane and needs treatment. Needs medic. She keeps saying he needs medication and. Um, and, uh, you know, but extreme sexual frustration, extreme emasculation, um, extreme betrayal. Um, after all, think about it. Mel left his wife and children for her. He, he talks in one of the tapes that he, he says, I left my wife because we had no spiritual uh, connection. But 
uh, you and I have none. So, you know, um, I think Mel at around this time is, is realizing that maybe Oksana is more attractive in a bad girl kind of way than his wife, um, but that his wife was certainly more giving um, in a lot of other ways and more more sincere. Um, Mel met his wife, Robin, in the late 1970s. They met in Australia. She was a dental nurse at the time, and he was an unknown actor. Um, he had filmed or begun to film Mad Max and to do some theater, but he certainly wasn't anything like he is today or like he was even three years ago, certainly, when Oksana met him. And so um, when Robin married him, it was for love. And uh, they were married in 1980. They have one daughter who was born in 1980 and, one, and six sons, the last one born in 1999. So um, after three years of separation, Robin filed for divorce in April 2009. She said that they had irreconcilable differences. Um, but And it's interesting how, and, and a credit to her, um, for how she is coming to his aid, aid at this point. You know, as, um, I mean, the big deal hit here is that Mel wants custody of their daughter, and of course she wants custody because if she doesn't have custody, uh, <laughs> no custody, no money, uh, you know, if the less time that that their daughter will be spending with Oksana, the less money she would get as child support. So Robin um, wrote a letter to the court saying that um, he had never, that Mel had never been an abusive husband or had, had never been abusive to their children. And, uh, you know, here's a woman who um, was essentially, you know, yes, Probably they had some problems before Oksana, you know, I mean, in 30 years, um, but or a little less at that point. But, um, but you know, Mel essentially left her for Oksana, and I think it shows strength of character that she's coming to his aid at this point, and, um, and I think she's telling the truth. You know, there, has, there haven't been any reports of his having been uh, violent to his wife or his children. There's no evidence that the children, you know, were abused or any had any major problem. Um, so, but but still, you know, Robin would be the last person who you would expect to come to to try to help him when he essentially ditched her for Oksana. So um, that that's one of the big issues here, of course, because in custody. Uh, cases, the it's your it's what the judge has to decide is what is in the best interests of the child, and if a man is um, physically abusive to his wife or to the mother of the child, then there there is a greater likelihood that he will be abusive in some way to the child, and so you know studies have shown that, and so judges um, tend to be to be very careful. Um, and tend not to give uh, the the child to to the father or you know who's the typically the abusive spouse um, if if there is some question of domestic violence. 
So, so that, that's why this is, I mean, it's, I mean, there are a couple of things. Obviously, he could also be put in jail for perpetrating domestic violence as well. So it's, it's really a lot of, um, a lot of <laughs> issues are, are, you know, are, are figure, are figuring in here. Um, and of course, for Oksana, um, she, they had come to an agreement, um, apparently during the spring, a custody arrangement and a financial arrangement. And then, according to some reports, again, this, none of this is still, I mean, this is more of this has yet to come out, but, um, there have been reports that she was told after she agreed, made, signed this agreement, uh, that somebody whispered in her ear and, um, told her that she could get more. And in fact, um, that is what Mel's lawyers and his side, so to speak, are saying that the point of all these um, audio tapes being released is to extort money. I mean, there has been, uh, there has been, um, in fact, Osana herself, apparently there's, she sent him text messages saying that she was recording it, uh, the telephone calls, because he wasn't keeping his part of the deal. Now, we don't know what all these details are, you know, exactly what he was doing, paying or not paying, or how he was keeping his deal or not keeping his deal, or whether, in fact, uh, she was, it was suggested to her that she could get a better deal. In fact, there have been reports that she wanted him to pay her $10 million in order to keep these tapes secret. So at this point, you know, we don't know we don't know um, all the details of what's true. We do <laughs> what we do know is that it's getting messier by the day, um, and neither one of them are, you know, it's not helping the um, image of either one of them. But today, apparently, Mel's lawyer is uh, talking with the judge about uh, about this extortion, telling him, you know, that uh, presenting evidence of Oksana's extortion. And um, also saying that she was falsifying evidence. In fact, there have been some reports that these um, that well, there have been reports that the tapes have been have been um, altered. That there has been editing in the tapes, and that in fact her voice you can hear that yourself when you listen to the tapes. That her voice um, comes out much clearer than his. His sounds like someone on the telephone, whereas hers sounds like someone who has. Um, been set, who has had um, an audio man, um, you know, whoever the, the person is, the expert in this, um, set up her side of the conversation um, to to more clearly record the calls, and so her voice comes out to be clearer. Um, so there's all this question about what's real on the tapes. I mean, of course, and even whether that's Mel's voice, although of course it is quite likely that it is his voice, more likely than not. And um, and even if there were things, I mean, there may well have been things that were that were deleted from the tape, edited out of the tape, that would put her in a bad light and would show uh, more of her motivations and things that she did that were wrong. But assuming that that's Mel's voice, I mean, there are enough things on the tape that uh, work against him. And Child Protective Services is investigating, and of course uh, the DA is investigating, and everybody's investigating him. And presumably now they'll start investigating her too, because she could be in legal trouble um, if, in fact, she she was uh, trying to perpetrate an extortion scheme, um, or if, in fact, she uh, 
she was um uh, you know setting him up with these with these recordings because before telling him that she was which obviously she had to have done at least some of them had to have been before he knew he was being recorded anyway we need to take another break um, we could talk about this for a long time I do invite you to call. The number is 866-472-5788. If you want to join in the discussion, please call. Tell me, uh, tell me that you disagree or that you agree. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. At last, a radio program dedicated to helping women look fabulous and feel fabulous naturally. You'll pick up tips on natural detox, learn about the benefits of whole foods, practice stress and relaxation techniques, and learn more about health, relationships, remedies, and self-motivation. Tune in to Feel and Look Fabulous with Arena. Broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We promise you, it's women's time well spent. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, putting Mel Gibson and Oksana Grigorieva on the couch. Um, with a new tape having come out today and new allegations back and forth. 
and lawyers doing their thing back and forth. You know, one of the things um, that's interesting, I don't, if you haven't noticed, please look at this. The next time you see, uh, either on television or in a magazine or a newspaper or on the Internet, um, a picture of Oksana and Mel, um, you know, because, of course, now that these tapes have been leaked and they're coming out, <laughs> a tape a day at a time, um, you know, of course, that's in the news a lot. And so they, there are pictures being uh, accompanying the story. And what is really amazing is if you look at these pictures, in all of the pictures that I have seen, whether they're videos or, or still pictures, um, Oksana is standing in a very stiff way, a stiff position, holding Mel's hand stiffly, or really it's his holding her hand or his putting his arm around her, and she's looking away from him, or she's just standing very stiffly, and her body is being directed away from him. You know, if, if the body language really tells a lot. And, um, you know, looking back on it, um, it really is so apparent that she was just using him, that she was just a gold digger, that she was just preening. Um, so... <laughs> So the whole situation is very sad, and again, I want to reiterate that I do not condone domestic violence if, in fact, it is proven that that's what he did. I certainly don't condone racism or anti-Semitism either. Um, but I think that this, this relationship and these tapes and this whole situation needs to be looked at fairly um, and not just blaming Mel. I mean, you know, it's so hypocritical because as a psychiatrist, I mean, I have treated couples and I've treated um, individual parts of a couple, you know, wives or girlfriends complaining about their man and husbands or, or uh, boyfriends complaining about their women. And, um, you know, it, it, it's so clear that, um, that Mel's rant, his anger, his hurt, um, his desperation, I mean, in some of the tapes, you just hear him breathing. He can't even find words. That's how upset he is. And it's so clear that this is um, out of sexual frustration. And it really is amazing to me that, that, um, that people are not, don't want to acknowledge that for what it is, where many of these people, you know, anchors I'm talking about, or writer, reporters or whatever, have... have <laughs> one would imagine at least a percentage of them have undergone some degree or knows, have friends who have undergone some degree um, of similar sexual frustration and emasculation and, 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 and fear of abandonment and realization that they have been completely duped by a woman that they have given everything for, divorced their wife, left their kids, um, spent $5 million or so on her music career, you know, changed his whole life around for her because she was able to convince him that she was a good woman and that she loved him. And um, it's, just, it's just really, uh, really sad. And in fact, of course, the, the biggest victim in all of this um, is their daughter because uh, she's growing up now in the midst of all this chaos and anger and, and betrayal and uh, confusion. And, um, you know, what is going to, regardless of what the, the um, 
custody arrangements are right now and how they uh, develop over the years, um, there's always going to be, there's, well, there's not certainly going to be any love um, between her parents, and it's going to be very difficult to, um, to grow up where there is that kind of uh, hate, hatred um, between them. And so, you know, regardless of what, what the, the details are of who's going to get who on Wednesday and Saturday and every other weekend and all this kind of stuff, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, unless they, I, I don't know, it does not have a great prognosis. I was going to say, unless they go to a great, um, couples therapist, but certainly at this point, they really can't even be in the same room together. So, I don't know, it's not looking good. Perhaps they'll, perhaps they'll mellow or be able to come up with something at somewhere down the line, but nonetheless, it's not, it's not the kind of um, ideal situation that you want for a child to grow up in, not the ideal atmosphere. Um, the, the second tape was really um, the, made the whole situation the clearest as far as what was going on between the two of them. And um, the, the later tapes are, are just confirming what one was led to, what was hinted at in the second tape. Um, for example, he, in, in that tape, Mel talks about, I need a woman. I need someone who treats me like a man. Uh, he talks about my balls are in a knot. I will try to be, um, <laughs> I will try not to use uh, too much uh, <laughs> offensive language here, but, you know, you kind of lose it if you don't, uh, <laughs> there's some, to some degree, uh, you need, you need to, I need to um, describe it to some degree, to get the full picture of it. Um, let's see. He talks about, yes, he does talk about, um, I'll put you in an effing rose garden, um, you C-word, because I'm capable of it. Um, now, you know, granted, that is not, uh, <laughs> you know, if one, if her side, her side will undoubtedly try to take that literally and say that, you know, yes, he's planning to kill her. She did take out a restraining order against him. Um, but, you know, w- when you look at it in the context, the whole context of this man who has been totally emasculated, um, it could well just be his trying to, to put so, show that he has some power or, or want to, her to see him. As, as not being emasculated, but having some power, like that he could do this if he, if he wanted to. Is that something nice to say? No. But, um, but you know, given what, what, how his eyes are just being opened to everything he's gone through in three years, um, he talks about in, that, in, that, in this uh, tape, he, they hint at, it's a little hard to understand, but then it comes up in later tapes, how apparently he came home one night and they were supposed to go into the jacuzzi together and um, he, he wanted her to give him oral sex either, either instead of going in the jacuzzi or if they would have gone in the jacuzzi or something and she gave him an excuse. Um, he said, you should just smile and blow me because I deserve it. 
Um, a lot of lot, lots of talk about oral sex, lots of use of the word sucking. Uh, interestingly, talking about her sucking him dry, but not sucking him in terms of oral sex. Um, he let's see. He he said, uh, "I need an an effing woman, not a little girl with a dysfunctional c word." Um, which is also interesting because it would seem that. Uh, one of the excuses that Oksana has been giving him for not having sex um, is that she had pain on intercourse. And, um, you know, obviously she didn't complain of that <laughs> while she was seducing him at the beginning, but now all of a sudden um, she's using that as an excuse. Um, let's see, I'm looking at my notes from these tapes. Um, I, t- <laughs> I made a note at the end of this tape, they deserve each other. Um, let's see. Mel has obviously been what what is called um, narcissistically wounded. In other words, his view of himself, I mean, he's 54 years old. He's having a uh, midlife crisis, it seems. Um, he has been having. That's part of why he married her in the first place. Or not married her, they're not married, but went with her, left his wife. Um, he, you know, he, 25 years ago, he was designated as the sexiest man alive. And he obviously is having to try harder to keep up that image. You know, he still would like to be seen as the sexiest man alive. I mean, <laughs> forgetting about Brad Pitt and the other men who have come after him in the 25 years. Um, and Oksana, being with Oksana, showing the world that a woman who, you know, looked as sexy as Oksana wanted to be with him, allowed him to uh, feel that way himself, like he is still the sexiest man alive, and to still convey that image. I mean, he's not chopped liver, but, <laughs> but you know, he's obviously having a lot of self-doubt. Um, so, by her rejecting him sexually and her rejecting him in terms of leaving him when she, when, when she realized that he wasn't going to keep supporting her music career and so on, when he realized that she was just using him, um, that caused him to have an incredible narcissistic wound, which ca- caused him to be as irate and out of control and breathless as he was in these tapes. Of course, now, you know, can you imagine if he was emasculated then, felt emasculated then, imagine how he feels now that these incredibly personal tapes um, have been, are on the Internet, <laughs> are, are available for the whole world. Um, what else? We, let's see, in the, in the tape that, um, that is out today... Um, you know, all of the tapes, as I was saying, the, the same themes and even the same, the same uh, expletives um, are used from tape to tape. Um, there are some, you know, there are some um, uh, racist remarks against black people. He's talking about uh, her dressing very provocatively and if she gets raped by a pack of N-word uh, people, um, it's going to be her own fault or words to that effect. He also talked about um, their Hispanic maid and, and called her a wetback. Um, you know, yes, 
these are not, I mean, these are certainly things that he has to take responsibility for. Um, and we, I need to take responsibility for taking a break, okay? <laughs> we will be back after this break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the wow zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz. In the Wow Zone, broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Anything is possible. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, going on a rant about Mel Gibson and Oksana Grigorieva. Um, putting them on my couch. I wish they were on my couch. Apparently, in this, um, in this last, uh, tape, um, Mel, it comes out that Mel is, I mean, there was, they were talking about a therapist. There was mention of a therapist before. Um, but in this tape, he specifically says, and maybe I missed it before, but I, I don't remember them saying anything about, um, he, apparently he is going to, or was at the time, going to a male psychiatrist. I have no idea who it is, but he is obviously not doing a very good job. Um, I, and I wanted to talk about some other things that have come up. You know, people have asked me, I've been doing a bunch of television and, and uh, 
radio and print about this, um, but I only get to talk in sound bites, bites and sometimes argue with someone who is uh, trying to say that Mills the Monster and Oksana is wonderful. But um, uh, so it has come up that, and in, in the tapes it's, um, themselves, um, Oksana keeps talking about, she keeps saying the same thing a gazillion times. Somebody obviously told her to do this. Um, she keeps saying, you know, you're like, you're crazy. You need medication. Um, and you've, you've been needing medication for months now. You need medication. That's what she says. And um, so some people have been asking about whether the tapes prove that um, Mel is psychotic um, notably manic depressive. And um, there was a, and you know, the answer is the t- these tapes alone do not prove that Mel is manic depressive. Um, similarly, we know he is alcoholic. I mean, he has admitted that. He talks about he started drinking when he was 13. Alcoholism runs in his family. He's gone into rehab for alcoholism um, and so on. But do these tapes uh, necessarily indicate that he was drunk at the time? No. He could well have been talking like this um, as upset and irate uh, without being drunk or, or having had any alcohol. Um, you know, he could have had alcohol, uh, but in other words, you, he didn't need to have had alcohol or need to be manic depressive to, to be this irate because of all of the things that he's realizing that she did to him. Um, but he talks in an interview in 2002, he was being interviewed about this theater academy that he went to um, in, in uh, Australia. And he, ta- he says, I had some really good highs, but some very low lows. He's talking about when he was a student at this theater academy, this drama academy. And then he's, he says, and this is in 2002, I found out recently I'm manic depressive. Now, and then, and that's it. Um, it's not that the interviewer doesn't go into it because she, she didn't want to uh, embarrass him or, or she didn't want to tread on that. Um, but, you know, found out recently I'm manic depressive from whom? A lot of people um, think that they are manic depressive because they don't understand what the diagnostic criteria are. Did a friend tell him that because, you know, some, his mood goes up and down, um, that he's manic depressive? Did a professional tell him? Was it his GP? Was it a psychiatrist? Was it someone who did a complete evaluation on him? We don't know. So um, that is not, you know, that's not the quick answer to, um, to what's going on with him. Um, in fact, in the, in the tape that came out today, um, he talks about, uh, I'm not giving you my house, and you can rot unless you crawl back, suck my cock, and say you're sorry in that order. Do you understand me? You effing offend my effing maleness, my masculinity, my being, my soul. And there it is in a nutshell. Um, I mean, you know, which is what I was saying after having only heard uh, the second tape, that that is what this is all about. And certainly you men who are listening (laughs) um, know deep down uh, just how painful that is when a woman um, emasculates you, deprives you of sex, walks out on you, abandons you, rejects you um, after having led you to believe 
that you were the sexiest man alive, or at least that you were her love, that you were that she was a good woman, she was sincere, um, she that that even though you might have had some doubts about that, that um, oh no, she really meant it. She she loved you. She was worth leaving your family for, and so on. And um, and and <laughs> this is. You know, this is really, it's really pretty simple. It's, that's really all, well, all it is. I mean, there have been all, obviously all these complicating other factors, and yes, we're going to be finding out in the weeks to come um, what, in fact, each one of them can prove. Uh, you know, there's a question now about her dentist. Uh, there were, in the dentist's records, you know, there are some reports saying the dentist is standing by her and saying that, uh, yes, she told him that, Mel did knock out her teeth, and it wasn't really that her teeth were knocked out. That was what she said at the beginning, but it was really just that her um, veneers were damaged. Um, but there isn't, you know, so there's a question as to whether she did tell that to the dentist uh, or whether the dentist was able to tell that from his examination. And then um, the question is, well, if he really did believe that um, Mel punched her in the face and damaged her teeth in this way, why didn't he report it to the authorities? Because a dentist, just like a doctor, just like a teacher, just like a nurse, and so on, um, various professionals, various people, at least in the state of California, uh, are mandated reporters and are obligated to report this to, um, to the police, to the authorities. And so, you know, is he now trying to um, to get out of that because he you know there was a question as to whether his license would be in danger because he didn't re- report it and there were some statements or some uh, reports where he um, said that the reason why he didn't contact anyone was because Oksana begged him not to tell well you know that's not really a good excuse when the medical or dental board um, is at stake they don't want to hear about that um, a celebrity or no celebrity, you know, you have certain obligations as a reporter because there are lots of times when women don't want to report that their man um, abused them. And as the professional, you are supposed to provide um, a higher degree of looking out for them than they are able to do themselves. So I'm sure we're going to hear more. I don't know if there are going to be any more uh, excerpts released, possibly, quite possibly. Um, Mel didn't know when to shut up, <laughs> but um, and and certainly one would hope that once she told him that she was taping it, he didn't he didn't call her like that. But he was obviously out of control and obviously hurt to his core. And um, again, not that that not that there is anything that a woman can do to to say that she deserves to be um, physically abused, it deserves any kind of domestic violence. There is nothing that would make a woman deserve that. But on the other hand, um, you know, she needs to take responsibility for whatever it was that she contributed to this as well. And for all of you out there who, um, <laughs> who are having relationship issues, I would encourage you to please get help. Um, before before things escalate and recognize, at the very least, recognize that when you are hurt by, by the closer, the more intimate the, someone is to you, the deeper the relationship is, you know, the closer the relationship is, the more vulnerable you are. And that means the more the person, your girlfriend, your spouse, 
uh, can hurt you. And so the answer is to be, uh, to acknowledge that you're hurt and not to just lash out verbally and because that really doesn't solve anything. It just escalates all the problems. Well, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a 